Pulse 95 Live with Abdul Karim and Aisha. Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. Abdul Karim, I'm going to share with you a little bit of, um, let's say, um, trivia. Okay. Not like trivia information, trivia facts about Fun me. Fact. Fun fact about myself. So, in the future, if you ever go into, when I become incredibly famous, I won't forget you, don't worry. And um, they ask you trivia questions about me, so just to right. know this uh, secret. So back when I was a kid, I used to write a lot of poetry, oh, like wow. a lot of poetry. And I believe my mom was kind of weirded out at some point because some of them felt a little bit too too serious for an 11 year, 11 year old, according to her. But I believe our guest might share the same, similar sentiments because she also started writing poetry at a very young age. Please welcome with us Mackenzie Campbell. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So you started writing when you were very young as well. Yeah, I've been writing for forever, but I started writing poetry when I was 12 and kind of mm-hmm. had the same reaction from my family. <laughs> so relate to that. I remember this very clearly. I we had a gathering around in our house and. I don't remember why or what the topic was, but I had the journal or the notebook that I was writing in, and I remember I was I, this very clearly. They were, I tried to rhyme chain and pain, and my mom was like, "What is wrong? Is something going on?" And I was like, "No, those are just things I'm thinking of." And she's like, "That is very strange." I'm like, "No, no, it's just just things yeah. are ha- just let me write, just let me write." Yeah. And. Sadly, I'm going to say sadly, I just kind of fell off the bandwagon, haven't written since. So how have you kept on writing from that age till now? I think I've always used it as a form of therapy, so mm-hmm. I haven't ever stopped because of that. I Once I started, I self-published in high school, mm-hmm. and um, ever since I self-published, I found a lot of validation in that, and so I just continued to do that, because I write a lot about mental health, my mm-hmm. own mental health struggles love, loss, you know, all the poetic things that we write about. And so I don't know if I'll ever stop. It feels like a therapy to me. That so makes a lot of sense. Why did you choose the mental health aspect of it to, 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 to work on, on it further? Um, I think I have my own mental health issues. So in that sense, I write about things that I experience because I think all writing has to tell some form of the truth and be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also studying to be a therapist. So I'm really into the psychology field and um, Exploring that in poetry is really fascinating to me. Amazing. I'd like to ask you that. How, how can poetry be therapeutic? And how, how can uh, people open up their eyes and horizons towards this and, and find their, their inner peace or sanctuary in the world of poetry? Yeah. I think we live in a world that doesn't always allow for us to be verbally communicative of yeah. our feelings. And so for me, for writing, it's, it's easier for me to journal about it and have that as my safe space and be more introspective and explore my emotions. And as for reading too, I think that's why a lot of people read poetry because you can find that connection through other people's raw personal pieces of their life um, without having to necessarily share that with somebody else. That can be kind of scary. Usually a lot of people say that nothing good comes out of anything after 12 a.m. But one of your books is actually titled 12, um, 2 a.m. Thoughts. Yes. So what is it about and what are those 2 a.m. thoughts? Yeah. Um, that was inspired because I used to write the times instead mm-hmm. of the dates after my poetry. And I realized that I wrote a lot at 2 a.m. in high school. So I don't know. I never slept apparently for mm-hmm. school. Um, but essentially the book 
takes you on a journey of one relationship from noon until noon the next day. Wow. And it's one entire relationship from the start of falling in love, the middle of kind of the breakdown, and the end of self-discovery all in that 24-hour period. Mm -hmm. And the timestamps kind of go along with that. I love that very much, honestly. I love the title. Yeah. Like it, it is something that <laughs> all, all of us go through. We always have that hour where we think, okay, I sh it should be bedtime. But you're thinking, gosh. That is the, the chain of emotions and thoughts mm -hmm. that keep you up. Um, do, do you face that personally as well? And, and how do you overcome that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always am most creative at night. I'm just yeah. a night owl in general. I, I wouldn't say I overcome it. I just don't sleep. I just <laughs> ride it out, keep going. So, yeah. So, I mean, most writers do tend to find their inspiration at that particular hour where they're just in this zone of, not you know the whole day is done and suddenly some kind of uh, spark of uh, imagination would be there yeah um do you ha do you follow a particular ritual maybe made some notes then and then found a productive hour where you are writing and and, and uh, you know putting some ideas across what what you're going to be working on next um i think it depends i wouldn't say i necessarily have a ritual it's just whenever something sparks me like even if i'm driving i'll pull over and type it in okay. my like, notes app really quick. And the shower sucks because I'm like repeating it over and over yeah. until I get out of the shower. Um, so it's just whenever inspiration strikes, I kind of just try to drop everything. But I think that's why a lot of people write at night because mm. the noise of the day is gone mm. and you finally get to think about all the things that just happened and mm -hmm. how you're feeling about everything. Exactly. So Absolutely. And what I've noticed, it is, is it safe to say that Every single book you've written so far, the collection of poetry is about a specific time in your life. Is it safe to say that? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that's unique is because I published so young mm -hmm. that readers that started with my first book and have read now I've written three, mm -hmm. they kind of get to grow up with me. Yeah. And so like my last book that I just published uh, is like me going to university and you know, that's a lot of self-discovery in that. Mm -hmm. So each book is different, but it's, it's interesting how you can see the growth. And while, what about yourself? When you look at your own growth, do you scrutinize younger Mackenzie, what she wrote, or is it just, oh, you know, she just went through that and you appreciate it? Because it's just subconscious. You Like for us, for example, I listen to my old um, interviews or I listen to my old um, you know, shows, and I say, goodness, Aisha, you sounded terrible. But I also, like, you, you were growing back yeah. then. So it's subconscious that you're gonna be a little bit mean to yourself. So how do you feel about your past writing and your everything written through a certain time and especially between the ages of being in high school to entering university and around that time you change a lot even when you are a writer. So imagine you yourself as a person. So how do you navigate that? I think it's a mix of both. I can be really hard on myself and have a lot of negative talk because high school me is very different. Mm -hmm. um, and looking back at my old writing, I'm like, why would I ever write that? That's so mm. cringy or, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, but my first book is the one that's most popular with adolescents. And so mm -hmm. I also take that with a grain of salt. If I didn't have that book and I didn't write those things, I wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix of both. I have to remember, you know, to keep the pride and the spirit high as well. Mm -hmm. Be nice to younger Mackenzie. Yeah, she, she tried exactly. her best. She exactly. tried her best. I write poetry about that too, right? Like yeah. writing letters to your past self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's just the fact that you put it out there, that's already difficult. So it feels like, in a way, like 
double the difficulty in the sense that you are also thinking about what are other people thinking about me when I was younger versus now. Absolutely. That is very hard and I'm pretty sure that also goes into playing with around with your melted health as well. Mm -hmm. So honestly, kudos to you for being able to do to do that and being yeah. able to navigate that because it's very, very difficult, especially since, again, your books are out there. They can be purchased. Anybody mm -hmm. can browse through them all around the world. They're available online as well. So honestly, shout out to you for being able to do that, truly. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I like um, your Instagram page. I think it's, it's got a very creative touch to it. You've got your notepads and you're taking pictures of it and posting uh, those, little, um, uh, those, those little parts of the poetry. Um, but in a, there was a one post that you posted about being, you know, getting older. Yes. Uh, terrified of old age. I know yes. you say that um, uh, the adults have told you that time moves quicker the more you grow up. It's very true. Mm -hmm. It is a fascinating world out there when you grow <laughs> up. So nothing to be worried about. Yeah. Um, but you say that you still feel 17, despite the fact that you're 24. Uh, can you talk to us about how, how's that going for you? And, and, and this, uh, this art of growing up, um, has that given you more inspiration of writing things? Oh, for sure. Um, I see that a lot more in my content. I used to just write about love, and now yeah. it's like self-discovery, self-healing, all the things. Um, but I do still feel like I'm 17 sometimes, too. It's, it's this weird balance of who I used to be and like who I'm becoming and I'm super proud of who I'm becoming but how do you how do you become an adult? I don't yeah. know. I feel like we're all faking it. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Does anybody yeah. achieve adulthood? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a big question. That's a self-reflection question. Are we faking it? Wow. Oh yeah, absolutely. You write a poem tonight yeah. about that. As as a 29-year-old, I say that as well. I'm just faking it. It's not yeah. it's not real. Like I know I'm an adult. I know I have a driver's license. I know I can I have my own passport to just run off right now. But at the same time, I can also eat a whole tub of Nutella if I really want to at 3 a.m. Yeah. So is it truly being an adult? But uh, Abdul Karim is a new father, so he's going through a different phase different of phase adulthood. <laughs> okay, fair. So yeah, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's very funny. We're both millennials and you would probably Gen Z technically. Yeah. And even then, despite the fact that we're technically around the same age, we are in different parts of our life, but then under the umbrella of being an adult. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, talk to us about your participation in Sharjah. Now, for a 24-year-old to be invited from halfway across the world to, to join this, this must be a great experience. How, how are you feeling and how are you enjoying the book fair so far? It's amazing. I remember when my publisher called me, I started crying. I was like, no way. This really is happening. Um, so it's awesome. I haven't done any events today, but tomorrow I'm going to go talk to a high school. And really excited because I published in high school, so I love talking to young creators. And I'll be doing a panel tomorrow on why poetry is universal. And it's just really cool to see everybody here and meet other authors and network and all the things. And why is poetry universal? Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you a little bit of a training you for tomorrow. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, I think it's just kind of that connection piece. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at like the old poets from like hundreds of years ago to like today, my poetry, we're all writing about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Human, being a human is hard. And so, you know, finding connection and realizing that you're not alone is really powerful. Absolutely, that's incredibly valid and, and truly is powerful. You do, we say that books connect us and uh, poetry can connect us as well, regardless of our languages. We're all human at the end of the day. And yeah. at the end of the day, we do share very, very common things, regardless of where we're from, east, west, north, south. We're all going through similar things all around. Um, thank you so much for being here. It's, yeah. um, it's exciting talking to you and honestly, 
it's making me get get excited as well about my own writing. Yeah. Um, you inspired me. I have to say, that. I have to admit that. Thank you. Um, even the part where you said that you had to run around, right out of the shower, because you keep repeating the thing. That happened to me yesterday. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I was sitting there and I was like, okay, that sounds amazing. I need to leave really quickly and write it down quickly on my phone. So yeah, that is like you said, very universal, truly universal. And once again, thank you so much. And we're excited, and excited to see what you're gonna do here at the Shard International Book Fair. Thanks for having me. And um, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And after that, we're going to be back with more news on what you can do at the Shard International Book Fair. And also, what has been happening in the news when it comes to the Shard International Book Fair as well. Keeping you up with all the news talk and media talk right here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Pulse95. It's a Shaja story. 